Hello, 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 family, and thank you for tuning in to the Grace Stewart Podcast. I am your host, Monique Hollins, and I am so very excited to have you here this week. It is week 11, so we are 11 weeks into this podcast, and it is only by the grace of God that we are still here. I'm excited. I'm so excited to be here with you. Um, We're on a 40-day reset as well, so today is 16 of 40, where we are seeking God's face intentionally each and every single day. If you are led to fast, go ahead and fast doing that. But if you are not, just pray every single day intentionally. All right. So I I feel like it's been a minute. I don't know why. I feel like it's been a very long time, um, probably because I am fasting. And so my days are a lot longer. Um, but I'm just excited to be here with y'all this week. As always, don't forget to share this podcast, share with someone you know, subscribe, okay, so you never miss a beat, and leave us a message, uh, leave us comments, you can DM me, put a face to the name, and find me on Instagram at Monique Hollins underscore. All right, let's get into this week's message. Before we get into today's message, we always start off with a prayer because I want to just invite the Spirit of the Lord in, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for allowing me the opportunity to still be here speaking your word and glorifying your name 11 weeks in a row. There has been things that have tried to come against me, but you said the weapons may form, but they shall not prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me in judgment shall be condemned. I pray right now that the listener of this message receive the words that you would have me to speak, that you need your people to know, Father God. I love you and I thank you for who you are. I love you and I thank you for all that you do. In your son Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So this week, I've been reading and studying from the book of Numbers, and there's a couple of scriptures that really stood out to me, like just I mean, I had to highlight twice and read 20 times, okay? And I think because I came from the new age and I understand sorcery and I understand curses that uh, witches can put on you. Um, So this really stood out to me. But here it is. It is Numbers, chapters 23, verse 11. Balak said to Balaam, what have you done to me? I have brought you to curse my enemies, but you have done nothing but bless them. Balaam says to Balak, God is not human, that he should lie, not a human being, that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? I have received the command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot change it. Now, coming from the new age and reading that, it's like reassurance and confirmation that your enemies can't do anything with you. 
Your enemies can't curse you. They can't disapprove you. They can't rebuke you. They can't take your promises away. Your enemies can't do anything with you. Just to give you some history on what we are reading in Numbers verse 23, verses 11 and verses 19. This is a, com- this is a conversation between Balak, okay? Balak is the king of Moab at the time. And Balaam, Balaam is a, uh, like a false prophet. He's a diviner. He uses uh, his prophecy and divination, like witchcraft. He's just false, okay? And so Balak is summoned, has summoned Balaam to put a curse on the Israelite people because the Israelites were mighty in numbers. The Israelites were so numerous that he was afraid. From where he was in his land, he could see that they had settled close to Moab um, next to the Jordan River. And so his plan was to uh, put a curse on these people so he could defeat them because he feared that, you know, they would eventually uh, take him out in his his clan. And so Balak has summoned him at first. Okay, God comes to Balaam and says, who are these people? coming to summons you to take my people out. What I find so ironic is God can truly use anybody, come to anybody he pleases, speak through anybody, whatever he pleases, okay? God tells Balaam, do not, you cannot put a curse on my people, the people of Israel, you can't do it. And so Balaam is like, okay. What's so ironic is that Balaam has been practicing false for so long, he was probably shocked that God is truly even speaking to him at this point. And so Balaam stands on his word and he tells Balak, um, Balak's people, like, look, I can't, I can't just go and curse these people. You know, God has told me I can't do it. And because they're not cursed, they are actually blessed. And so Balak's people continue to come back to Balaam. And so God is like, all right, go ahead. God go gives the go, okay? Like, go ahead, go ahead, go back to Balak, see what he wants, see what he wants. But when you get there, you shall only say what I tell you to say. Listen, you shall only say what I tell you to say out of your mouth to Balak, all right? And so the first message, you know, he's like, nope. I can't curse these people. God has already said that. And so Balak is like, wait a minute. What have you done to me? I brought you here to curse my enemies, but you have done nothing but bless them. And Balak is like, I told you from the beginning, these people are blessed and I cannot curse these people. Okay. So when we fast forward to verse 19, Balaam is like, God is not a human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? I have received the command to bless and he has blessed and I cannot change it. Oh my gosh, you guys, that is so powerful. Your enemies literally can't do anything with you. You serve a God that's not human. 
You serve a God that is not human. You serve a God that is not flesh. He's not flesh. He has a plan. He has a purpose and he has promises. He's not going to renege on what he ever said for anybody else. So if he said it, guess what? He's going to do it. He didn't lie about it. Oh, if he promised it, guess what? He's not going to take it back. Okay. And if he speaks it, guess what? He's going to act on it. So what can your enemies do to you? Nothing. This king summons a false prophet, a witch, to curse. And God himself goes to, goes to the witch and says, who are these people that have summoned you against my people? And rebukes them. No, you're not going to curse them. No, you're not. That's not what you're going to do. Family, you don't know who God is using on your behalf to protect you. See, this is all going on in the Israelites. They're doing their thing, okay? They don't even know this is going on behind the scenes. This is really going on. They don't even know anything about it. This is how God moves. This is how God moves in the spiritual realm on your behalf. What can your enemies do to you when you are chosen by God, when you are a child of God, when you are called by God, when you are qualified by God? What can your enemies do to you? When you are a child of God, there's enemies mad about what God has for you. You better believe it. But God has given us the authority and the power to walk and trample on snakes and scorpions. He's given us the authority over the power of Satan. But you have to know that. You have to know his word to walk in that. You have to know his word to actually move in that. Because you serve a God who's not human. You serve a God who's not going to lie on himself for nobody. It's almost... It's, it's, I can't even say it's almost. It is that it's not even about us. If God makes the promise, if he said he's going to do it, okay? He's not going to change his mind because that's not who he is. He's not going to take the promise back because that's not who he is. Can he use somebody else to fulfill his promises? And fulfill what he spoke. Absolutely. So stay in alignment. Stay in alignment. Don't get comfortable. Because he can use anybody he wants to. Don't get comfortable. <laughs> but that's not who God is. And he's not going to deem himself a liar for you, for me, or anybody else. So for his sake, for God's own sake, what he said he'll do, he'll do. What can your enemies do to you? You see, Satan don't want you to know that. He don't need you to know them facts. And if he can keep you with the veil over your eyes, if he can keep you in darkness, if he can keep you in doubt, if he can keep you in fear, you'll be farther and farther away from the truth of who God is, right? And who he created you to be. 
your enemies can't do anything with you. All right, let's take it just a little bit further. This is Psalms 89 verse 30. If his sons forsake my law and do not follow my statutes, and if they violate my decrees and fail to keep my commands, I will punish their sin with the rod, their iniquity with flogging, but I will not take my love from him, nor will I ever betray my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or alter with my lips have uttered. So let's take this just a little bit further. Isaiah chapters 14, verse 24. The Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I have planned, so it will be. And as I have purposed, so it will happen. What can your enemies do to you? They can plan against you. They can talk about you, uh-huh, but they can't prosper against you. They can form weapons against you, but when you are a child of God, they cannot prosper against you. What can your enemies do to you? They can't take your promises. They can't make God a liar for his sake. What God said and what God planned and what God purposed, so will it be. So will it be. It is done. It is finished. Stay in alignment. Don't allow your enemies to continue to keep you in fear, to keep you in doubt, to keep you feeling like, did God really say that? Was that God or was that me? God is fighting for you. I don't know who this is for. God is fighting for you. You don't know what's going on in the spiritual realm. When I think about everything right now going on in the world, we got the pandemic, we got social injustice, we got social distancing, we got uh, the things going on at the White House, we got impeachments, we got this, we got that, we got sickness, we got death. When I literally just sit back and take my flesh out of it for a minute. And think about the attack that the world is under, that the nation is under. I'm like, God, you're about to emerge and do some great and mighty things. I can only imagine what warfare is going on in the spiritual realm right now. If this is all going on on earth, can you imagine what war is going on in the heavens? Can you imagine? It's showing up here on earth, right? This is all spiritual. We're not battling against flesh and blood, but against spirits and authorities and principalities. This is all showing up on earth. So imagine the war going on in the spiritual realm on our behalf. This is why God is rising up his remnant of people, of chosen people. I've never seen or witnessed so many people speaking about God publicly. I'm seeing celebrities. I'm seeing young kids. I'm, see I'm seeing everybody. 
speaking up about God profoundly, claiming the name of Jesus on their social platforms. I've never in history seen it. You know, we used to watch, you know, award shows and back in back in the 90s and the 2000s, I remember people would be like, you know, I want to give honor, all honor to God. You know, they never said Jesus, though, but I want to give all honor to God. And then closer to the 2015-ishes, you didn't even hear that statement at all at an award show. And I remember I used to think, why people stop giving honor to God when they accepted their awards? And now I'm seeing celebrities on their social platforms like Jesus. Jesus, we need you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, where you at? Jesus is the reason. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, I'm even someone who has, like I said, from new age back to Jesus. Just last year, just a few months ago. It's not by coincidence. It's not by chance. It's not just random. I'm seeing it. I'm witnessing it with my eyes. So can you imagine what God is doing in the spiritual realm on your behalf? This plan right here, the enemy was devising a plan against the Israelites, okay? They didn't even know about. Oh, and the Israelites are stubborn people. Oh my gosh. God loves his people, but they're very stubborn and hard-headed, okay? Very, very. They did not see how God was fighting for them in the backgrounds. You cannot see how God is truly fighting for you in the backgrounds. So if it's feeling like this on earth, imagine the fight in the spiritual realm on your behalf. The next time anything tries to rise up against you, the next time you are faced with opposition, the next time the enemy presents himself to you, stands in your face and starts laughing at you, think about how God is fighting for you in the background. And that's why standing on his word is so vital. When you are a child of God, you have to stand on his word. In our weakness, God's strength is made perfect. That's in his word. That's written. In our weakness, God's strength is made perfect. As a child of God, you have the power to walk on snakes and scorpions. You have the power over the enemy. You can cast him out. This is why you can cast him out yourself. You can rebuke him yourself. But you got to understand that you have that power in the first place. You got to know this. God is not a liar. What he said he'll do, he'll do it. He promised it. He's not going to turn into a liar to please anybody. No, everything he does is for his sake, his sake, his will, his glory. And yes, I believe it is true. God can be using you. You can do something out of line and he'd be like, you know what? I'm going to use somebody else. How I know it's true in the book of Numbers. Okay. In the book of Numbers, Moses is called to a rock. He's called to 
tap, oh God, I think he had a rod or a stick, tap the stick on a rock and the rock was going to open up and flood the Israelites with water because they were complaining about water and being thirsty. Moses doesn't, but he doesn't give God the glory to the, the Israelites. After he comes down from the mountain, God comes to Moses and said, look, these people are going to go into their land as I promised. I'm going to give them the land. I'm going to give them the land as I promised their ancestors. But you, you're not going to be the one to take them into the land. Because you did not glorify me up on the rock. You did it your way. I didn't ask you to do that. That that wasn't a part of the plan. So you're going to die before they, they get into the land. Somebody else is going to lead them into the land. You're going to die. Matter of fact, I love you. I'm going to show you the land. So he exposes the land to Moses. Moses sees it before he dies. But Moses does not. He does not get to take them into the land God promised his people. So yes, so you can appoint you to do something. He can. But he can take that away as well. So you got to stay in alignment. You got to stay in his word. You cannot allow the enemy to deceive you out of your appointment, to deceive you out of your call, to deceive you out of your assignment. When you know God's word, what can your enemies do to you? Your enemies can't do nothing to you. They have no power over you. Your enemies don't have authority over you. They can't cast you out. When you're doing the will of God and you're in obedience, they will be casting out God. They will be coming against God. They will be cursing God. So your enemies can't do anything to you. I don't know who this is for. Somebody needs to hear it. We serve a God who is not human. He's not human. He fights for us. He fights for us in the heavenlies. Honestly, this past uh, couple of months, I've been saying, man, it's like every time I go into Walmart, God is parting the Red Sea. Okay. And I say that because we know COVID is rampant. COVID is really on the loose and COVID is a real thing. Okay. And I really don't leave my home only to go grocery shopping, but I'm at the grocery store at least twice a week, okay? I haven't been sick with COVID. Father God, thank you for that. But it's like if you're walking into grocery stores with rooms full of people around the holidays, it was swarming with people in the grocery store. And you come out unafflicted not sick wouldn't that be equivalent to god parting the red sea for for you each and every time you went grocery shopping each and every time you went out in public around people 
And the sea for me is like the particles in the air, the, the dirt in the air, the 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 spit, the 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 contaminated air, okay, is the Red Sea for me. So God is fighting for you. You may not be able to see it. We can't see the cells in the contaminated air when we're walking. But all we know is that we're still out here around people and we haven't been afflicted with any sicknesses, right? That's all we know. You can't see it happening, but you can see it happening because you're not sick. You haven't gotten sick. But you've been around people. That is a blessing. What can your enemies do to you when you serve a God who's not human? What can a fleshly enemy do to you when you serve a God who is not flesh? They can't do anything. Rest assured, they can't approve you. They can't disapprove you. They can't qualify you. They can't disqualify you. They can't appoint you. They can't unappoint you. Stand on that. With confidence. Knowing that all things are working out for the good of those who love the Lord. I really just want to have a conversation with you. I really just want to uplift you. I really just want to talk to you like you my homegirl and we just on the phone chopping it up about the word of God. That's what I want it to be like. That's how I want you to receive it. I'm the homegirl. I'm the auntie, whatever I need to be. And we're just chopping it up about the word of God. That's it. So I thank you. I appreciate you for continuing to tune in to the Grace Through a Podcast each and every week, family. Each and every week. Oh my gosh. I my heart's full. It's full because when I committed to doing this last year, I did not know I would be here 11 weeks later. I didn't. You know, my history, I have a history of starting things and stopping things, you know, especially when things start getting a bit overwhelming for me. And now I realize everything that was overwhelming for me is because it was me trying to do it. I wasn't allowing God to help me. I wasn't allowing God to order my steps in it. It was all me. And so now that I can't even do this without God. You know, he has truly partnered with me in doing so. And I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. We'll be back together week 12 next Saturday. I love you all. As we go into um, this next week, I just want to speak blessings to you and over your life, over your children's lives, over your family's lives. Um, I just ask that you just stay in prayer. You know, everything going on right now in the world God already has a plan and he's already fighting, right? God is not a liar. He's not human. What he says he'll do, he's going to do it for his sake. It has nothing to even do with you. It's for his sake because that's who the God we serve is. So let's go ahead and seal this thing with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for giving me the words that you needed me to speak, Lord God. 
I pray that the person that this is for is able to receive in full wisdom and knowledge in the truth of who you are, what you stand for, your character and the confidence that we shall have in you and your word, Lord God. I just ask that you cover each and every listener of this channel this next week until we meet again here for week 12. All these prayers I ask and thanks I give in your son Jesus name we pray. Amen.